Oh, hello and welcome to the podcast, The Lowest Years, for the 28th of uh, is it July. It is July 2023. I'm joined by Carl. Hello. And Harry Miller. Hey. Good to have you back. Thank you very much. It's a joy to be here. Anyway, I suppose I should begin with uh, an announcement just to make, which is the Gold Tier Zoom call. I believe that is that today. That is today. It is today. 3.30 UK time. So if you're a Gold Tier and you'd like to you know, use that Gold Tier subscription you paid for, uh, come and join the Zoom call. That's one of the perks. So that'll be at 3.30 UK time today. So after this ends, I don't know, go get some biscuits or something, come back, <coughs> enjoy. Otherwise, I suppose we, we shall begin with good news. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's good news. <laughs> so I wouldn't actually describe the collapse of Hollywood as good news, right? Because I have, in previous uh, eras of my life, enjoyed movies. They used to be good. Harry, you'll remember this back in the 80s and 90s when movies weren't anti-Western propaganda and were fun to watch. Uh, they, were, they were good, weren't they? I, I, I love the movies. I loved Hollywood. I, my favorite film is Zulu, oh, yeah. which is probably the most politically incorrect choice <laughs> possible because I'm a simple chap and it was dead easy to work out the goodies from the baddies. The goodies were wearing white helmets and the baddies were chucking spears. Uh, and I just absolutely love that film. <laughs> To be honest, and I kind of <laughs> I kinda like Zulu for the the opposite reason almost. <laughs> Maybe this is the, the like, uh, you're, you're going to whine about young people in a minute after I say this. I am, yeah. All right, so you know the bit just before the battle, yeah. and then they fight, and then afterwards they like sing to each other. Men of yeah. and the Zulus are chatting, and yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of really like that. It shows that both sides at least have um, honor as warriors. Oh, I, I I agree, I agree, and this is not a commentary, of course, as to whether the, whether. Um, our British forces should have been there in the first place. They should have saying helps. as a film, <laughs> it's fantastic because we have a clear demarcation between the goodies and the baddies, as far as I'm concerned. An interesting fact about that film, Zulu. You know the the, the great sound that the the, the, the Zulu nation, nation make before they go to war? The stamping and all that sort of stuff. Um, Russell Crowe is a massive f- fan of that movie. And at the start of Gladiator, when that scene where they're going unleash hell, uh, I think they're out of the the woods of Bavaria or somewhere, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, they use the they use they use the soundtrack from Zulu. Oh, that, really? Yeah, on that film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a as a homage to it. Okay. Well, this has taken a bit of a detour, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> but no, but it, no, no, no. But this actually does set the scene uh, relatively well because, as you can tell, we're not people who despise the movies. Uh, the the movie industry, the the movies they produce, we we like these things. Is there an anti movie club? There is now, and I'm okay. the chair of it. <clears throat> well, it's called Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah, that's the anti movie club. It, it absolutely yeah. is, and that's actually what's happening. So you may be aware that, of course, there is a writers' strike in Hollywood, which has been nothing but a, an unvarnished good uh, for the whole time, and the. I think they're called the Screen Actors Guild, but because I watched Team America, I want to call them the Film Actors Guild. Um, they're, they're on strike, and they're on strike being led by uh, Adam Conover, otherwise known as Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> I really don't like Adam. Let's watch him. The number one question I get is, how do I support writers and actors on strike? Do I cancel my streaming subscription? What do I do? Here's the answer. Neither the Writers Guild nor SAG-AFTRA is calling for a consumer boycott right now. Instead, we're asking people to do three things. One, post on social media, boost our message, say you stand with us. Number two, follow our strike rules. Do not do the work. 
of a striking writer or actor. That's called scabbing. We have facts on our websites that explain exactly what we're asking of non-members and what work we're asking them to refrain from. And finally, and most importantly, donate to the Entertainment Community Fund. This is an incredible nonprofit that supports writers, actors, and any crew member who needs help paying their rent or their medical bills. Every dollar you donate there will go to a writer, actor, or other entertainment worker in need that helps us stay on this picket line longer, and that helps us win. We are so grateful to all of you for your support. Thank you so much, and remember, until the strike is settled, there will be no acting and no writing. How are we going to cope? Good. Yeah, um, I hate everything you write, and I hate every single person involved in this. Uh, you're insufferable leftists, and I hope you go out of a job, frankly. Um, but, uh, so... <laughs> so I said, I'm always sympathetic to striking people, but... Not these striking people. You've got to have something to withhold from the industry to actually go on strike. If you don't have any talent... Um... <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you read through the replies... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is just like, uh, screw yourself. <laughs> yeah, you've not made anything good for a while. No, um, and it's 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 because you've been horrible to so many people that they're so angry at you. Actually, Adam and I, I just love the. Uh, would you like to donate to a starving actor today? Oh yeah, there are a lot of those about, aren't they? They're, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> the, the the poor starving actor is terrible. No. But what about the writer? Say, if She Hulk. Do you remember twerking She-Hulk? Uh, don't you want to help that person keep their job? No. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Okay. Oh, of course, we're just, we're just waiting on um, Gary Lindicott to come out, aren't we, now? And um, we used to do Match of the Day until uh, the, 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 the striking writers are. Yeah, yeah it's like brilliant. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them what they're worth. Yeah. You say that, but that might actually happen, yeah. knowing him. Yeah, it actually might. But uh, the, the people at Universal Studios are like, oh, you're, you're picketing outside of our studio under the shade of the trees in the California sun. Not now, watch. So they trimmed all the trees. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because that's actually mean, but uh, that just that just amused me. Uh, oh, uh, Holly, Hollywood's a terrible, terrible place. It it's, is it's a dumb. horrific place where people like Harvey Weinstein prosper, and lots of people who accuse them of being child traffickers get silenced. Uh, but anyway, this is um, a stuntman setting himself on fire to protest how he's been burned by studios and producers. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure you all have a long list of complaints. So why are they on strike? Well, the LA Times has got some thoughts. Um, <clears throat> because we've come to a point with the business of movie making that where it appears that it's about to change. It's on an inflection point because, of course, technology has continued to roll forward and being an actor hasn't changed since the 1920s. They, uh, they point out that this is obviously over money, um, but the entire industry isn't exactly very healthy at the moment, uh, as we'll go through in a minute. And they've been complaining, well, the uh, the chief executives of Netflix and Disney and Universal Students, they still get paid millions and millions of dollars. Ergo, those people should be impoverished and the actors should have all the money. And it's like, well, that is an argument. But as they end this by saying, the boom times are over. Executives know it, Wall Street knows it, and the story that we are in a revolutionary moment of technological transformation will run out of gas soon. So the bosses are using that moment to do what Silicon Valley wound up doing when uh, the other big swings didn't pan out, they squeeze labor. It's like they do because things are sinking. That's the problem. Uh, this is, um, as Quentin Tarantino put, uh, the, well, sorry, I'll get to that in a second, actually. So um, this is, you know, just one of those sort of new sites for 
for movies. Uh, and they think that uh, behind the scenes, Hollywood is looking at a rocky road in 2023, with fear of economic recession looming, the writer's strike, and viewership declining in streaming and traditional cinema industry. Executives and analysts are expressing apprehension about the new year, according to the Financial Times. The outlook of one chief executive of the media group is, quote, 2023 will be bad. Some companies are going to have a really, really hard time. Why exactly is viewership declining? Because the product's not good? Yes. The product's not just not good. No, it's, it's the trash. audience who are wrong, actually. Exactly. <laughs> the product is not just not good. The product has been attacking the audience for being morally defective in some way and not delivering what they want. I, I, I agree entirely. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually watched a proper Hollywood movie because they're all absolutely pants on. Joker in 2019. That's the, the Joker last, was, yeah, yeah. Joke, the Joker was the Joker was very, very good. I agree. Yeah, I think that, that's probably that, the last one that I saw as well. Exactly. But these days, I tend to, you know, unless it's got subtitles, I don't trust it these days. But that was four years ago. Like four years ago, Hollywood produced a noteworthy film. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. There's nothing. I, I subscribe to Sky Movies for my sin. I can't remember the last time I watched anything. Actually, I can. Yeah. I watched. I watched uh, the Pope's Exorcist, mm. starring Russell Crowe, at the weekend. And that is an hour and 40 minutes of absolute drivel. It's, it's possibly the worst conceived movie of all time. Well, this is the thing. I, <clears throat> I've got Netflix because you need something to keep on for the kids, right? <clears throat> and my wife and I, we, you know, we're like, okay, we'll sit down in the evening. Okay, well, should we watch something? Just flick through it. There is nothing good here. And it's like, oh, this is a new thing. Okay, but it looks trash. And the new thing, no, it looks rubbish. It's rubbish. It's, rubbish. it's all rubbish. Nothing looks good. That's the thing. It's all just really low quality okay. well, but i don't think it is i think if you go to the i think if you go to this particularly the, the scandy stuff or the, you know, the, the the foreign stuff there's some really great i can't really great films on there titles yeah. can't you can't but you miss you are missing I, out you I, can, I, yeah, I, I know you can movies. read i know you can read so <laughs> okay. you, you can do subtitles but i i read all day every day and when i sit down to watch a movie i want to be able to actually turn my brain off and just enjoy the movie right no you're, I, you're, you're, you're no, missing out on duh. a world out what i'm saying is if they dubbed it i would be fun Fowder. Honestly, start with Fowder. It's about the Israeli special forces. It is the most kick-ass, non-politically correct series you will ever see. It's the Israelis, of course. Yeah, there there is blood and guts everywhere. Honestly, watch it. There's not that much talking. It's mainly killing people. So I I recommend you you ease yourself in to the glorious world of subtitles with Fowder. But this this speaks to a problem that Quentin Tarantino... I mean, don't take my word for it, right? I mean, if Quentin Tarantino is like this, the worst era of Hollywood ever, like, I mean... Yeah. Okay, I've got no authority on this, but I think actually he does. He's right. This is... I feel that 80s cinema along with 50s was the worst era in Hollywood history, matched only by now. The worst era. So, okay, fair enough. So, we can all see this. I mean, one example of this was the Indiana Jones film. Did, did anyone I watch? didn't even know there was one. Exactly. Why would you want to watch an 80-year-old Harrison Ford running around pretending to be an Indiana Jones still in the same outfit? I mean, he was bad even in the Star Wars movie. I don't yeah. know if you watch the scene where he's trying to run away. Yes. And it's, well, he's 80. It, yeah. And like, it's so obvious. It's just like, okay, well, it's like a Steven, Steven Seagal movie. Yes. Well, he's just really fat and still pretending to be a special ops forcer. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Do you, know no, you, you, know, you, don't, you, you You don't want that. I mean, my wife's a big fan of Harrison Ford, but I'm not a huge fan anymore. Sure. So and I'm not going to go see it. Fan of Harrison Ford 
in the 80s and 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah when, he, when he was a sex god who went around hunting, you know, purloining stolen treasures, etc., across the globe and, exactly. uh, yeah, and killing when, Nazis. When, that when was great. He, when he was an action hero, yeah. that's fine, right? Because he was not geriatric. But that's but, the thing. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say this has probably hired way too many people to make too much stuff, none of it good. I mean, why is this movie made? Of course, it's not just Harrison. No. Like, all the other people involved making it are just wasting their time. Well, it's not just wasting their time. What it shows is that they've got no ideas, right? And they've got no... Like, can you name a movie star who's under, say, 35? No. No. Right? no. There are loads of actors under 35. Margot there... Robbie? Is she under 35? I don't think so. Well, it's, 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 it's the same with rock stars. Yeah, I mean, I think the is. last rock star was Liam Gallagher. Quite possibly. In all honesty, I can't think. Of, I mean, I, come I on, Noel Gallagher. But yeah, you are. Well, no, Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher was. Uh, you know, he's, he's he a master. Had he's, he's a master. Yeah. But he's not a rock star. Yeah. Liam is the rock star. But, he's the angry, yeah. spitty, yeah. rude guy that's going to wreck everything and throw the TV but out the window is, but this and is shag the, his way around. You know, several continents. But this is the point, isn't it? Like there, there are no like Titanic personalities anymore. You know, the 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 era of that is gone, and all they're doing now. <clears throat> Sorry, frog in my throat. All they're doing now is recycling the the movie stars from previous eras. This is why Tom Cruise has done another Mission Impossible. This is why Harrison Ford is doing Indiana Jones now. It's just we have nothing that didn't come out of the nineties and early two thousands. Right? That's the last of it. Ma- Maverick was the most successful film of last year, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah, because it was it was old school. It was like yeah. Top Gun reboot. Well, it was Top Gun. It was yeah. uh, re- rebooted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but that's that, that shows. I mean, why don't they have young guys doing films like that now? Mm. Why does it have to be sixty year old Tom Cruise? Right, they're they're done. Right, and so this this Indiana Jones film is just remarkable to me that this even exists. And who thought this was a good idea? Right, it cost two hundred ninety five million dollars to make the Indiana five uh, film. Right, and it has taken $140 million, and they think it would need to take $800 million to break even. And by comparison, the first film in 1981 had a budget of $20 million, probably not adjusted for inflation, but even then, mm. it's not going to be like 15 times what it was. And that made $400 million. So it's like you can see the, the, the dynamic of these things has just shifted. We've got this giant institution that sucked up all these resources that no one's actually interested in watching. You know, this is not a profitable industry. I, I could be wrong, Carl, but I'm getting the feeling right now that you're not going to be in the line to see Barbie. You know, I actually am going to have to see it because my wife wants to see it. Really? Yeah. Are you going to? Are you going to do the, the you know the great double act, the the, the Barbieheimer? Go see them both in one city. <laughs> no, I'm not really interested. In you got a half half suit. You're not going to go Barbieheimer. You should. No, 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 I don't really care about the Oppenheimer film. But isn't it weird though? Like the the Oppenheimer Barbie movies are the only ones anyone's talking about. Well, that's the thing. The, these these. <laughs> Yeah. And it's really just because of the meme aspect, yeah. if nothing else. Uh, well, I mean, uh, like, you know, there are lots of millennial women who what, who played with the Barbies when they were kids, right? And so that's who Barbie appears to be pitched at. But it's not pitched at young girls now. And the Oppenheim movie just looks really dull. I don't really care about Christopher Nolan at all. Like, he seems like no, the midwits director Exactly. Me, but like, so. the whole thing is just a pure meme. Yeah, like the Barbie yeah. stuff, I think has more more going on inside yeah. there. But at least for normal people, I could see like a normie who doesn't think about this at all, being like, "Oh, Oppenheimer, that sounds in China. Who that is? He made the bomb." And Barbie, my wife likes Barbie. I'm gonna have to go see that. Okay, I can see why they exist. Like the the latest Jurassic Park film was absolute junk. It was just so bad. But when I took my kid to see it, the theater was just 
filled, the cinema was just filled with dads with their kids, right? And so you can, there's at least a normie friendly sort of, there's a reason that normies would go and watch these things. But most films, why would any normie want to watch aging Harrison, or nearly dead Harrison Ford, like creak his way around the set? Like there's no reason for it, right? I got to wonder when your son grows up, after watching that, are he ever going to rewatch that particular Jurassic Park? No, he won't. It was really boring. But isn't that a big difference? Like yes. we still go and watch films on, you know, we stream them now. But you used to have DVDs. Yeah, it's still it's still worth watching the films. original Jurassic Park. It's still actually entertaining. It's still good to actually watch. Like my kids will actually want to put it on. They're not like, Dad, can we watch Jurassic World Dominion, where the locusts are taking over the Earth? No, who cares. <laughs> Any, anyway, obviously. So anyway. And we can see this just because ticket sales are massively down. Now, there are a bunch of reasons for this. Of course, COVID didn't help. You know, the state's saying, right, everything needs to be shut down. But ticket sales are just down a fifth from four years ago. Just only four years ago. So that's, I mean, you know, an entire industry losing a fifth of its uh, sales is pretty bad. And they release fewer films as well. Uh, in 2019, there were 57 films released. And 2023, so in the same period so far, only 45 films have been released. And it's, and it's not going to get any better, is it? Because now, in order to win a, you know, a, a gong for Best Picture, yeah. your, your movie's got to be filled with people from, with certain protected characteristics. Mm. It's got to have a, a black yeah. oration or trans lead. Yeah. It's got to address some, some terrible, um, woke injustice. Yep. Um, and people don't want to see that kind of nonsense, do they? No. And most of us go to the movies to eat popcorn or wine gums, in my case, uh, and have a great old time. You well, know, we, look, look, look at the look at the hot totty on the screen, uh, see a little bit of Crash Bang Wallop, uh, and let's hope that the good guys win. If you get a, a good, good, you know, a bit of good yeah. Tarantino esque yeah. dialogue in there yeah. as it goes on, all the better. But we don't want to go there for yet another lecture, do we? No, we go to watch heroes defeat villains. Yeah, it's like that simple, actually. Um, but anyway, so in the UK, um, for example, uh, ticket sales are collapsing. Um, two cinema chains have gone into administration because the infrastructure that supports people actually going to watch a movie doesn't end up existing if people don't actually want to watch the bloody movies. Yeah, well, there's two things. Isn't there? There's the quality of the products. Nobody wants to watch the movies. And then there's what we've learned to do during enforced lockdown, mm. which is just to buy everything online. Yeah, just so there's entire industries which we yeah. used to have post pre-COVID, yep. which are now gone because people have relearned habits and they've done them for long enough. You, you're stuck in a COVID world for a couple of years. Mm. Those habits that you have learned stick. Mm -hmm. And when they open everything back up again, nobody goes. So it looks like Swindon in particular just won't have any cinemas at some point because uh, Empire are closing. What about Cineworld? And Cineworld. No! <laughs> we used to have a, a guy in the office and when we were all joking about investing in stocks, like we did some stuff and then he just put everything in Cineworld. That's not, and then every oh, single day, really? and we would run into him and be like, how are your stock doing, mate? And he's like, no, well, talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put all of your money in the hands of Hollywood and expect them to... But anyway, it I mean, wasn't that. He just really liked Cineworld customer service. He was sure. like, just put it all in. Well, that, but that's the thing, isn't it? Because these cinemas, like I've used these plenty of times, they're all really good. Yeah, you know, the the high quality. You enjoy the, your time there. It's just there's no reason to go there because the films are rubbish. Like they say here, Cineworld filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy in the US last year after being weighed down by mammoth debts and weaker than hoped for audience numbers. Because people are just not going because the films are rubbish. Yeah, sort, so, sort out your product. Sort out your product. That's it. And let's have a let's swear we will never do any form of lockdown ever again. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so let's uh, let's go over to the the striking film actors guild. Uh, Brian Cranston is uh, going to tell us how he's not going to be replaced. Let's watch. And I find it very, very um, ironic that we are all gathered here today in unity in front of an entity that is run by Disney. And now, uh, we've got a message for Mr. Iger. I know, sir, that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us and beyond that, to listen to us when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly, and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. Does a man not have a right to star in a Hollywood film? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, he's he's standing, isn't he, for office in in New Mexico? Oh, in Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he, seriously? He is. No, he is. Yeah, he's standing for office in, in New Mexico. He's breaking yeah. Brad real life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely breaking Brad real life. Yeah, yeah. Poor poor darlings, aren't they? These actors who who aren't going to be replaced by AI and they can keep going to keep earning their Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds and, you know, tens of thousands for every repeat. And yep. all, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. My heart bleeds, Carl, I've got well, to say. Well, that's, that's the thing. Um, and bad news for Brian, Cran uh, Brian Cranston is that the AI is actually going to replace them. Uh, and it's already happening. Uh, Netflix is offering $900,000 a year for a single AI product manager. So it turns out that you can replace the salaries of dozens and dozens of writers for one AI manager. This was my point. Yeah. I had too many people. And it's like, eh, <laughs> don't need you. You don't actually do anything good. So just going to get Chad GPT. Actor Rob Delaney says, quote, so 900,000 a year per soldier in their godless AI army, when that amount of earnings could qualify 35 actors in their family for health insurance is just ghoulish, says the godless ghoulish atheists of Hollywood. Learn to code. No, I mean, seriously, <laughs> no sympathy. You know, you 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 guys are a bunch of weird child traffickers and like Harvey Weinstein enablers. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm so out of sympathy. Like Ricky Gervais literally said all this to their face in the Golden Globes, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like I, sorry, I, you're a disgusting industry full of disgusting people. Well, of course, they've been sucking up, haven't they? Silicon Valley for oh yeah, and, and it's Silicon years, Valley years. that's destroying them as well. Yeah, of course, and they're it is. well aware of this. Like the the Intercept article talks about this. Well, oh, you because Silicon Valley has got quite opaque practices on purpose, and they they all got into bed with Netflix. They all got into bed with the Amazon streaming and stuff like this. And all of these were just totally opaque Silicon Valley companies. And they were just like, yeah, but we don't know what we're worth because we don't know what the viewing figures are. And it's like, and whose problem is that? And guess what we're doing now? You're signing this contract where we're taking your AI likeness, and now we don't have to pay you a goddamn thing. Bye. Yeah, that's the that is the way AI goes. That's the way yep. Silicon Valley goes. Yeah, it, it astonishes me that they didn't predict this. I mean, I can remember years ago when they started replacing checkout workers at Tesco's. Yep, uh, which, which I was like, you know, this no, is this no is, one complained. No, you know? exactly. This this is only going to end yep. one way. Why can you not see that? Don't wait ten years mm -hmm. and then you know start moaning about it. Start moaning about it now. I mean, I, the reason yeah. that I go through the human checkout is because I'm technologically useless. Um, I always end up 
uh, in a complete utter mess when I try and use the uh, the the AI ones. I just don't want to reinforce the industrial it's- technological system. I wish my reasons were quite so noble, but no. unfortunately, it's because I'm useless. Do fair pay. Yeah, but it doesn't work, does it? it doesn't okay, work. Okay. And then, and then, you know, you, you buy a bottle of whiskey, and then you've got to press a button because yeah, somebody true. wants to come and check that I'm 18, and mm. yeah, and then, then what do you do with your bags? I mean, I bring my own bag, and it doesn't recognize my own bag. Um, my own bag. I, this, I'm not saying I've done this, but um, if you just take them, nobody knows. <laughs> oh, you, you, you bag thief! Well, they're just they're sat there. The bags at the supermarket. No one cares. Are free. I'm not yeah, seriously. Like you think the lady there working on minimum wage cares if you take the five pence back? Do not steal from supermarket. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying you shouldn't, but you can. And you know this. <laughs> and you know this how. You heard from a Do friend, not right? Steal from supermarkets <laughs> is the official position of LoadCesars.com. Yeah. Anyway, right. So the but the thing is, it is exactly as we've been described, right? They, what the, the chief negotiator for the actors' union is like, well. They propose that our background performers should be scanned and get paid for one day's pay, and then the company should own the scan, their image, their likeness, be able to use it for the rest of eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. Uh, yep, that's what they're going to do. Uh, the Writers Guild of America are like, well, we, we want to make sure that chat GPT isn't credited with writing a screenplay. And then all this to me is just like, oh no, now they've come for my job. It's like, yeah, they've come for your job because they came for everyone else's job prior and you did not care. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I have no sympathy with this this sort of elite bunch of uh, Hollywood none actors. Not not none whatsoever. I had I had some sympathies when um, with the miners, for instance, oh, when, yeah. when entire communities were were transformed by Thatcher. Well, even even though even though we, I was the Thatcherite, we, we'll we'll get to all of this. Yeah, right? okay. Because this this exa- exactly as you say, right? So um, they <laughs> they just continue complaining in this article that like Netflix is paying nine hundred k a year. Uh, Disney is also doing the same thing. And uh, one uh, researcher says, it seems clear that the entertainment industry is willing to make massive investments in generative AI. Generative AI being the AI that's going to be writing the screenplays in the future uh, in order to um, save hundreds of million do- millions of dollars, but also uh, gain valuable access to intellectual property. So AI models can be trained to replace human creatives like actors, writers, and journalists for a tiny fraction of human wages. It's like, well, I would have more sympathy with those people if they hadn't spent the last 10 years telling me that I was a racist. I, I agree. A racist and a transphobe. A and they jump on, they, they jump on every woke bandwagon yep. going. And they make the rest of us feel as though we are somehow not worthy. We're less, we're less yep. people. If we don't celebrate the latest piece of wokery nonsense that they if, put out, that you, we are somehow literal Nazis. If you can't afford their vanity morality... Which is what this is. Oh, I like that vanity yeah. morality, and, and that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's it's high cost, high price, virtue signaling, status symbol mm-hmm. of morality. Then you're a bad person. It's like no, get effed, right? I'm not having it. And so what they're going to do is they're going to take like you know epics like the Epic of Gilgamesh, which we did an amazing three and a half hour long symposium on. Uh, so you should go and watch that, by the way, because this is the best analysis you'll ever see of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, but what they're going to do is they're going to tell the AI script to read this because it can. So like, read this ancient epic, write a script from it, which it will, suggest the best scab actors for the roles, <laughs> pay them the appropriate day rate for their image, and then generate not only the script, it'll be the deep fake of the actors, their voices, and compile and render the entire film, and it will all be automated, and eventually it will come to the point where this can be done on demand. The technology will become so advanced that it will literally just create human beings who don't exist, 
using voices that don't exist to fill particular niches, to tell stories that have been told for millennia. And this will be done on demand. You'll be like, computer, I just want to listen to, I want to watch a rendition of the Iliad. And then it'll, okay, you know, process and process, done, okay. And you'll sit down for two hours and watch the Iliad. And the actors are gone, it's over, this entire industry is done now. But I, I, I still don't think it will actually work because there's something about even clever fakery which remains fake. It leaves you feeling fundamentally unsatisfied. Leaves I you yeah. feeling unsatisfied because you have a point of reference. Mm. Imagine if you have never seen an authentic movie. Imagine if you have never seen an actual actor delivering an actual line with charisma and conviction. And all you are used to is computer-generated fakery. It leaves you that way, and me as well. But in 30 years' time, 40 years' time, when all that is available is computer-generated, and you, for your entire life, have grown up watching computer-generated things, you won't know that there's any difference. But I think you, I think you will still feel the lack. As human beings, I think we'll feel the lack. I think we are mm. pre-programmed oh. to, to recognize fakery. Um, actually, and I think what might happen is it might give rise to an alternative uh, industry, even if it's even if it's just street mm -hmm. theatre or more mummers plays. Or, I think you are right. I think yeah. there will be a small percentage of people, like you know, a minority, who do realise that this is inauthentic and they want something that is actually genuinely made by humans. But I think the majority of people won't think that at all. Well, again, you look at the rise of, the, the, you know, we thought vinyl was dead, didn't we? We thought that once the CD came along mm -hmm. and then streaming came along, we thought that vinyl was dead. But there's something about vinyl that, that people like. I, I, I personally don't, don't get it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm quite happy to say, hey, Siri, play so-and-so. But there's something that people sure. recognize as being authentic about vinyl that isn't there in streaming. And I think the same but, thing will happen with this. But... What percentage of music is listened to on vinyl? And what percentage of music is listened to on Spotify? Oh, I agree. I, 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 it, I agree. It will exist. There will be a, a minor industry for old-style movies. What do you think? I think you're, you're overstating it a bit. I, I mean, maybe 30% of all future movies will be AI-generated animated movies that are really cool, probably. They'll probably be plenty entertaining. But... It's not going to take over the whole I think entertainment industry. I, I, I think you're totally... You're a prophet of doom in no, that no, no. sense. I, I may well be, but that's only because we've seen this happen before. We've, you know, I'm no, old This enough. too will pass. But the thing... The, the, yeah, I agree. The thing, the thing about movies, though, and music, it's something that appeals to, to, to our deepest yeah. humanity, isn't it? That's why we go. We don't just go because we want to see cleverness you know flashbang wallop etc it appears it's the story I don't that know. appeals to us i, I think i, I think i've got more faith in humanity than you have carl that's yeah, but that's only because i'm experienced with humanity right <laughs> you, you look around and the majority of people actually do not think about these things that deeply right and so like 70 percent of people will just do things for the initial surface reason right so 70 percent of people will just watch the rubbish movie they'll watch they'll listen to the rubbish music that's made by auto-tune and has been like scientifically calculated to just trigger neurons in your brain for, for whatever effect, right? The, the, this will become the normal dominant paradigm, and it will be people looking for strange and unusual things in unusual places that create a kind of side industry. But I think that Hollywood, as we know, is coming to the end of its life, and the, the era of the actor, I think, is coming to an end. And I'm kind of not sad about it because I kind of hate these people. No, I'm, not, I'm certainly not sad about Hollywood coming to an end, but I think it will be replaced mm. by something that remains human, recognizably human, and which is much better. I, I don't think so. I think that I do think that'll be a minority opinion. But uh, Lauren Chen had a great take on this that I thought we'd share at the end of this. 
Uh, these people didn't bat an eye when the Rust Belt was hollowed out and their jobs shipped overseas. They voted to hasten their collapse and replacement. It's time for the theatre kids to learn how to code. Simply put, they didn't care until it happened to them. They didn't care that your jobs were outsourced. They didn't care that your country was changed, but now it's affecting them. Oh, they're so bothered. Oh, they're so virtuous. No, I've got no sympathy. This they're is, not coal miners. This is just the march of progress. No, absolutely. When, when terrible things happen to other communities... I'd love to what, see what? some coal miners marching past or sort of picket line and just like, what? Looking at each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. When, when, when terrible things happen to other, other communities, then what actors have tended to do is see that as a great opportunity to write a great story and act in the film about it and get paid loads of money about it. That that happened that, 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 which is, that happened with the full Monty, with the, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. With, with the steel industry in yeah. Sheffield. It happened with um, oh, the other fantastic movie about the coal mines. Uh, and the and the brass band brassed off, right. Bra brass off uh, again. You know, they 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 saw the chaos that had been created by the devastation of those industries, and rather than coming out in support of them, what they did is acting in a film about them, and then they felt so much better about it. And then, and say, now this is happening to them. Yeah. It's suddenly become, oh my goodness, we've got to do something. Poor us, we're not going to be able to afford our to heat our swimming pools yeah. on the Learn to uh, in, code. in Malibu. Yeah. Learn to code, you evil Trump supporters. Yeah. What they were saying. Yeah. Uh, and so I've got, I've got no support, uh, no sympathy whatsoever, and I'm not sad that it's happening. Anyway, hurrah. Yeah. But lastly, watch Fowder. Learn, learn to love subtitles, Carl. I do not like subtitles. Just they're distracting. To... No, they're not. They are. No, they're not. You sound like my You're wife. just wrong. You're just wrong. Trying to log into ChatGPT then. <clears throat> I was seeing if we could get the AI to write a story about a struggling actor whose job was replaced by AI. Just so we can have the version that you were talking about. <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, the actors used to play the roles of people losing their jobs. I'm like, what if we get the AI to either just show it to those guys striking and be like, oh man. Is it doing it? I couldn't log in because I forgot how to <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we could have read that out at the end, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'll steal this box. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it works. Anyway. And I wanted to talk about Normie World, where the Normies live and the Normies do play. Do you know what the normies are, Harry? Yeah, tell me what the normies are. Normal people. No, uh, normal people. Yeah. Uh, is that you and I? Are we, are we normies? No, you're no. not normies. normies. We're not normies. Normies are because those of us who pay attention, even the slightest <laughs> to politics, I don't think classify as normies anymore. Yeah. I think a normie is someone who really doesn't pay attention to anything yeah. and just lives their life. You see, and... the normie, he goes to his office job and he sits there in front of his office, in front of his desk, and he processes whatever reports, he just does whatever he's supposed to do. He'll listen to some, you know, tacky pop music, and then he'll go home to his normie wife who's been watching soaps all day, and then he'll be like, you're right, babe, should we go over to the Weatherspoons or to, to Miller and Carter if they're really pushing the boat out? And uh, they, they'll, go, they'll go and drink some cocktails and have a thing, and then they'll go and watch some trash movie at the cinema, but they won't for much longer. And, uh, and then... Love Island, mate. And, and they will do this forever, not understanding that the world is degrading around them. Or that there is something out there that's more. Than I, I I think people by and large are more awake than you give them credit for. Way actually. too optimistic. No, well, well, I, well, well, I, 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 I am optimistic. I am optimistic. I mean, I've been an absolute, you know, proper activist now for what since 2019, four, four years, and I think you have to be an fundamentally an optimist to be an activist because you've got to believe one in humanity and two in the possibility that humans can change things, you even even you know, in the face of gigantic. Weberian bureaucracies which try to strip away our humanity. I still believe that there is a ghost in the machine and that ghost is people like me. And but I, I have I, more I, faith I, in normies than you do. 
I felt that way in 2014 when I started as an activist as well. <laughs> oh, right. Fair, okay. So I'm here, I'm here talking so about... I'm, I'm not quite at... I need to go on a little bit longer. Yeah. And then I'll become as cynical as you. Yeah, when you've been That's doing it. it for as long as I've been doing it. You are, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, I'm talking about about a third of the population here, not not like the actual majority. No, no. Because uh, I'm going to be talking about people who do try and pay attention to the news, but have just got the worst possible ideas about how to do it. And uh, the choices they made, which I think you'll agree with me after I show you them. But we'll start off by promoting something like com, being why feminist immigration policy will save the West. Um, too long didn't read, women only. I'm yet to actually find a counterpoint from a normie or non-normie. So I thought I'd just advertise it again to be like, no, seriously, this will actually solve all our problems. I've yet to hear an argument why we should allow a single foreign man to come into the country. That's my point. There isn't one. Women, why, why would you allow literally no downsides? Men to live in your country, men. Well, for, for, for me, I'm 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 not I'm not. I tend not to give an opinion on that. What I do say is that we absolutely have the right to discuss that issue hmm. without being de facto criminalised. I'm, I'm not saying we we shouldn't. I'm just saying why should we? Right? But like, no one ever says why we actually would like foreign men to come here. No that, one ever says. Well, that's like, well, what's like the important. reason? It's like why not? Well, just I, I, again, you've got such a cynical view of humanity. I think, I think immigration, <laughs> I think immigration is by and large a good thing. Why? I think immigrate. Well, I think the ability to go and live live in a foreign country yeah. is a good is a good thing. What I'm entirely against who's it is for? is unlawful entry into a country. Right. So if if 50 million Chinese people moved into your town. No, because how would they get here? We, they they need to they need plane. to come. No, they need to come lawfully. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, so, we yeah, send them they, back. If they come lawfully, if if literally the government allows twenty million Chinese people to come, currently we have your, no limit in your. In no, your I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm absolutely not for unlimited immigration. But, absolutely not. Right, what I'm so, saying is that I, what I'm saying is that I think Im- immigration yeah. as a concept is a good is a good. Thing. Now that's not Might putting be. a number on it. Yeah. I'm saying that immigration is a good thing. What I'm, only over, over abs- that though, what I'm saying is that we have to have the the absolute right, the fundamental right to discuss numbers and how we how we immigrate or emigrate without being uh, a per- becoming a person of interest to the police. No, I, 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 I mean I that. totally yeah. agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Obviously, but the, but that's the point. It's it's only in the very abstract that you can say immigration is good, and then when you start actually applying it to reality, it's like hang on a second. There are real questions about again, immigration is human. Being exploring and leaving leaving your the plate your place of birth mm-hmm. is is human. It's human nature to look what's over the next hill, see what's over the next field, see what's over the next sea, and go, oh, I like it over there. That's better than the, 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 than where I live. My own daughter has emigrated to Australia, for instance. Sure. So I'm all for um, movement of people. What I'm not for is movement of peoples. And there's a difference. Yeah, no, when, that when, is when, a good yeah, 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 when yeah. when when you have mass immigration mm. uh, as we've got at the moment with with de-restricted borders because they are entirely de-restricted. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the the the, the, the lifeboats have now become the taxi service. Yes. That's entirely entirely wrong. I think Suella Braverman needs to needs to stick. Personally, I think Suella Braverman needs to stick to her guns. Oh yeah, and deliver what the majority of British people want, which is secured. Borders. Yeah. Well, that is not saying that immigration is a bad thing. It's saying that legal immigration is a good thing. But uh, we, we can go on forever. We'll, we'll carry on. Moving on. <laughs> what I was actually talking about, that was just a plug. <laughs> I was just be promoting something. <laughs> the actual thing I'm talking about is um, the normies, as I mentioned, and what they listen to. So here is the University of Oxford, who worked with Reuters to do this. And it's a, it's a listicle, essentially. 
for an academic one. There we are. I so, was going to say, I would have thought the University of Oxford would be a little bit above listicles. Well, I mean, listicle is really just a list. And there we are. New podcast. Who's listening to what formats and what's working? So this is, I don't know, I suppose you could argue looking at what you should do if you're making stuff. And um, they list a whole bunch of different stuff. And the thing that I find most interesting is they list the particular podcast people are listening to, at least according to their data, which I'm just going to have to trust, I suppose. There's a whole bunch of stuff here that's not been interesting to me. But this part is the most interesting to me. As you can see, they have the, uh, the news roundup there, which has uh, five things from CNN. Okay, NPR. All right. Uh, deep dive stuff. They've got the, the New York Times. Okay. Documentary stuff. They've got Partygate from ITV. So, right. Okay, that's... Quite a lot of establishment, legacy media stuff in here. Yeah. And then the extended chats up to four hours. Of course, Joe Rogan wins. I bet Joe Rogan has more views than all of these people combined. I think so. But the, the thing that shocked me, because I, I don't know, I just, I don't know who listens to this, is you can see that the rest is politics with that guy <laughs> who was a propagandist for... Rory Stewart Tony and Blair. Alistair Campbell. Yeah, and Rory Stewart, the, the... Who would watch that? The opium man. Uh, <laughs> and then... And then the last one there being the news agents with Emily Mattis, the, the BBC journal, who I think, I can't remember if she quit or got fired in the end. It's been crap. But either way, yeah, someone else's problem, not mine. And um, my point being, they then go on to list the most viewed things for news in the UK. So a lot more close to home. I think I might have been it. Can't remember. No, nope, it's a lot further down. That's the American one. Eh. That was it. I can't remember. The, the, the layout was different on my laptop. Is all. You, you were just up. You were I'll just, just on it. it instead because I remember it. So they're saying here that the rest is politics, the BBC newscast and the news agents there. They're all joint number one and 31% of all named podcasts that are actually listed to BBC people in the UK mm-hmm. and the news category are BBC news. And I just, okay, this is what I mean by normies where like your, your, interac- your interactions and with politics in any regard will be BBC news. That's ah, probably about it. Yeah, you sort of give up at that point because trust me, the BBC would never lie. My friend has a good game for that, which is you ask people, do you remember those television vans that would come by and beam into your house to see if you had a TV license? You ever seen one? <laughs> no. But you remember the adverts? That's because they don't exist. Yeah, I the BBC would never yeah. lie. Yeah. Well, and we've got <laughs> we've got more direct things that people the BBC have lied about. For example. Uh, why Coots deplatform Nigel Farage. Indeed. Or my return visit to Totnes that never happened. There's an endless list. It's just that one I think resonates with most normies, the example my friend gave, because mm. while well, everyone's heard about TV vans, yes. they've seen the adverts, and then have never seen a van. Hmm. And also, scientifically, that doesn't even work. How like <laughs> TVs <laughs> take in data, they don't transmit anything, so how would you even scan a TV? <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea that oh, no, we've got some secret technology that can beam into your front room and tell if you're <laughs> illegally watching the BBC. Yeah, that, no, you can't. Someone like did a physics degree, not yeah. possible. <laughs> Scientifically, it's not the case that we could do that with terrestrial televisions. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically operating a, uh, the fear of the panopticon, isn't it? That's, yes. That's what's going on. Yes. You know, if you believe you're being watched, you comply. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. What is interesting, though, is they say that this is the UK audience of in UK domestic products that are consumed by the UK audience, whereas the... Uh, Products people consume on large are a bit more diverse in the sense that they're all American, as you can see here. When people actually in the UK, when you widen the net to non-UK podcasts, the number three are The Ben Shapiro Show, uh, Pod Save America, and Jordan Peterson. There you are. I'm pretty sure I can label him as American now because he's working with The Daily Wire, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. North America either it's way. from America. He's yeah. Canadian, isn't he, I believe? Yeah, he is, but... And they're not the only people who listed this. I saw this article. It was also just like the most popular podcast. What are people listening to? And um, the... News agents is in there as well. 
So I decided to check out the news agents because I, I don't bother. I, I never heard of it. So I, I don't know what the normies were listening to. Found out apparently that's what they're listening to. So I thought I'd go and give it a look. And you may remember the story yep. of Nigel Farage as yep. it went over. Nigel um, Farage's resounding victory of these liars. Yeah. They did a couple of episodes on this oh, did they? scenario. So I thought I'd check out what are the normies getting for information. Hmm. And for people who don't know, just a, a quick catch up on the Nigel Farage story, which is the latest news is the leftist puppets in the CEO and I think the uh, chairperson in charge of NetWest have both had to leave because, well, the politically motivated debanking of Nigel Farage is kind of a faux pas and probably illegal. So, or about to be because they might change the law. So how do you think the news agents decided to inform the public about this story? With the facts? No. No, nah, no, why, why, why would you? So here we are. This is their uh, Twitter account, and they uh, decide to dunk on Nigel Farage for being a rich man, which is the real story. Let's uh, play this. Is this the clip? I wonder. Next one. Maybe the next one. Okay. Let's play. If you put to one side the leaking of customer confidentiality, which we probably all agree was egregious, I think the one thing we've learned from all of this is how to whip up a populist storm. Because at the heart of this is the choice by one private bank to say no to one customer who they decided was costing them too much and wasn't bringing them in enough money. That's they offered true. him another high street bank like 95% of the population use and that wasn't good enough. And he made it. Farage made it an argument about free speech, about liberty, about censorship when it wasn't. No one was shutting him down. No one what? was stopping him from banking. No one was what? calling him names. Nonsense. He waited until he paid off a mortgage, having decided ahead of time that they would call it quits at that point. And this isn't a public utility. It's not electricity. It's oh, a posh they deserve private it. Libertarian bank. Now. It's in the name. Yet the power of the populist somehow is to turn utter entitlement into victimhood. And that is quite the move. Oh, that's, that, 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 again, that is absolutely quite astonishing. That's amazing. Like, they're not calling him names. Uh, no, they did. They call him a racist grifter, actually. Yes. Uh, we have their exact words. But I love how their version of the story is that Nigel Farage is oppressing this poor defenseless bank account, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an international billion pound organization. Yeah. Yeah. How could yeah. he? In yeah. fact, they, they say that he's starting a culture war. Well, oh, he, hasn't, no. he, he didn't, hasn't started it, has he? he? He brought it to the surface. Yeah, he's I'd, say, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you now. When, when, no, I, when I was chairman of... Like, on, sorry. Like, sorry. Not even that. Like, he's sitting there having a lovely day, having a bank account, and the <laughs> bank go, let's start a culture war. Let's debank him for having the wrong opinions. Like, they brought it up. Yeah, yes. of course so they did. Him. I, 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 of course they did, absolutely. But this has been going on a long, long time. When I was chairman of, uh, of Reclaim, when I, when I went, first went to the Reclaim offices, <laughs> I said, right, what I need to see, I need to see our banking, I need to see our insurance. And... Um, at the time, there was no insurance. The reason there wasn't any insurance was because nobody would insure. I said, well, that, that yep. can't happen. If we're going to have employees and we're going to have contractors and we're going to be mixing with the public, we have to have uh, public liability. We have to have uh, employment liability. We have to have that. So I had to jump through all sorts of hoops in order to get that. One of those hoops was to set up a private limited company um, and keep Lawrence Fox's name right away from it. Uh, and we we used the we used the, the corporate shield mm. uh, to do that, and by that means we were able to get insurance and all the rest of it. And we had a perfectly good bank in Metro Bank, and then they just decided one day yeah. uh, that uh, they no longer wanted to, uh, to to have us banking with them. We'd complied with absolutely everything. So again, in order to in order to get a bank account, I had to use the 
not the ruse, but do the roots of a private limited company. Now that's 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 entirely wrong. What's happening is you are being hard shadow banned from from the political society. Yep. Uh, you want to operate lawfully. You want to operate with insurance. You want to operate so that all the money in and all the money out can be accounted for, and people can pour over it and see that you're not taking brown paper bags from some shady Saudi somewhere. Yep. But you can't do that because the banks are debanking you. What that does, in effect, unless you're creative like I was. The temptation is to start operating a black market of funding. That cannot possibly be right. That can't be what the public want. It's certainly not what 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 the electoral commission wants. Mm. And so Nigel Farage has done us all a great service. He did not start this culture oh, yeah. war. He exposed the culture war. And Emily Maitlis is being a complete and she's lying. Yeah, utter she's just lying. liar about this. Yeah. A total liar. Not, about not this. single thing she said could be construed as her slipping up, no. maybe getting the facts wrong or something. No, you are utterly just lying about the story. Because as you laid out, that is the case. Nigel Farage is actually kind of a hero for taking on, because I've had it too when I tried to set up a bank with UKIP, same situation. Mm. And okay, the public are being oppressed by the banking system on the basis of political views. And Nigel Farage is actually a hero coming in and defending our rights. It's not just him, obviously. And their version of events is, well, posh guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Well, they they, 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 they cancelled the people. rights of the bank. <laughs> yeah. like, screw the rights of the bank. No, the war crime of the century is defending the people, at least according to the news agents here, yeah. which is apparently joint number one for the most watched news program, at least podcast in the UK. But there's, there's nothing, you know, we've talked a lot about words today, like norms and stuff. She uses a word which I really object to, which is populist. Yeah, as though as though populist is somehow stupid. It's somehow wrong. This notion that populism yeah. is bad, well, that shows absolute contempt by the liberal elite to the ordinary working class uh, yeah. person, the middle class person, the hardworking person. It shows utter contempt for it. They they did this with Brexit. They you know, they set the question. They do with And then when we gave them the wrong answer, they said we'd misunderstood the question. Why? Because we're all so stupid. Yeah. They do this with every issue. Yeah. Every issue. Gender, like immigration, race, whatever it is. Every issue, you're bad because you're not us. Yeah. You're populist, you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So Nigel Farage did see this and he retweeted this tweet about it. So I suppose we'll take that as his sort of opinion. He writes here that Farage is the one provoking a culture war, not the people who compiled a dossier of his political views, not the people who leaked his financial details. It's just just Farage. Farage has done this. But yeah. also, like, they, they literally like complained that he retweeted a Ricky Gervais comedy skit. Yeah. Like that was in there. It's just come on. So this this is um the most recent segment about the Nigel Farage bank thing. And I listened to all of their stuff on this just to make sure it wasn't being taken out of context or something. Now, Emily doesn't seem to be part of this particular one because it's the most recent one, I suppose. But it's just as terrible. I, I don't have time to chop it all up and, and play it because it would be too much. But they say in here, um, to start off, why does it matter that a rich man has been debanked from a rich bank? <laughs> oh, why does it matter to you? I mean, the, the, the whole who just have your banks. But let, let's just assume, yeah. like, they're actually not maniacs who <laughs> I think want they to are maniacs. just completely disinform the public with propaganda. I mean, in that case, the story just completely went over their heads. <laughs> I presume they're just like rescue animals or something, just completely unable to actually do the basics. And, uh, Say they say in here that it's because Nigel Farage has dragged the right along with him that this is a story, not to do with any of the human rights violations of you know regular people. 
having their lives, as you put it, but shadow banned in but real life. Dragged the right along with him. Yes, he's he's got, just, oh my God, even politicians are upset that this is happening. Why are they, they standing in defense of the bank? <laughs> You'd think. Like, just... They didn't go on to admit that every normal person should have the right to a bank account, but Nigel Farage is a rich man who wants a rich account. So? As if this has anything to do with the question. The question is just, should you have your access to the bank? And should a bank be able to get rid of you because of your views on politics? I've been watching All like of it just goes over the heads. The sort of Westminster sort of house comedians, the court jesters, where they're all like, oh well, the bank is deemed Nigel Farage to be a racist. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, what oh, the yes, bank the, is the guardians of morality. Yeah. The bank. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's this notion of um does not uh, accord with our values. Yeah. What are these values? Can we have a list of your values, please? I'd yeah. really like to see a okay. list of your values. Then I'd like to see where I signed up to the list of your values. Then I'd like to see who else has signed up to the list of your values. Where's that in the contract? Yeah, where, where, is yeah. That, where is that in the contract? Yeah. And, you know, this extends far beyond uh, the bank. Down in, down in Suffolk uh, this last week, the, um, the, the Suffolk Chief Constable has written to the Peter Tatchell Foundation offering an apology for historic wrongs against the LGBTQI plus community. Nobody knows what the TQI plus community is, by the way, and it didn't exist a few years ago. But nevertheless, she's issued an apology for historic wrongs. Well, and God. then she said that their force will not allow anybody, anybody who does not sign up to the values of the TQI plus. What? What? What when values? That, please, yeah. please define what these values are. Well, they have uh, a stab at it, these guys. And yeah. uh, they say that, well, Nigel Farage claims that it's the inclusion industry that's trying to shut him down. So, I mean, the diversity and inclusion values that the bank would write about. Presumably, those are the values we could look at. But then they go on to deny that the inclusion industry even exists, which doesn't make any sense, because how else did he lose his bank? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What were the values that they were promoting? Well, not the ones that we list on the website. That's for sure. <laughs> what, what I love about the inclusion industry is it requires us to kick out this guy. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. Mm. Inclusion means the opposite of inclusion. Yes. It's an exclusion industry yes. is what it is. It's hard, it's literally it's, it's hard shadow ba banning you yeah. if you do not agree to our very narrow worldview. That's what it is. Yeah. So they, they then go on to say that uh, Nigel Farage claims this was an establishment job against him to try and destroy him because he's obviously the actual leader of the opposition in this country, if we're frank. Which is like, true. I, it's weird, isn't it, that a non-elected politician is really the leader of the opposition when it comes to this country, in terms of things actually happening in oh, opposite to the government. But, this country's so screwed. Hold on, the conversation. <laughs> but they say it's obviously not that. It's obviously not that the establishment tried to destroy Nigel Farage. The establishment here being a bunch of rich bankers who wanted to kill him because they didn't like his political views. Kill him in political terms there with his count. Um, it, the reason it's not, we can prove it, is because they failed. <laughs> it's not attempted murder, Your Honor. Because he's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> exactly. I, that, that, you know, that's exactly. This is what I mean. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the argument that the College yeah. of Policing used with me. They said that, that, that them knocking on my door about my tweeting activity back in 2019 yeah. was not a chilling effect because I'd carried on tweeting. Therefore, it wasn't a chilling effect. Is that true? No, 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 no. No such no. thing as attempted murder. <laughs> exactly. Crime exactly. gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what I mean by I don't really get what the normies are doing. Apparently, the normies are watching this. Um, get back to Ben Shapiro, I guess. That would, that would be far better than this, that's for sure. Yep. They ended off, they end off the story with um, a beautiful part, though, which does inform all of our viewers, they would say, maybe. Uh, they say here, quote, the banks are part of the culture war. That is fantasy land. And then they just sort of <laughs> end the segment, which um, okay, this, okay. this is after the leaks have come out, as you correctly yeah. said, calling him a racist grifter. Therefore, we don't want to bank with him. 
Yeah, they literally so, say he does. He, he's against our values. They literally say it. Yeah, and they won't define what their values are. No. They just know that Farage is against it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I have actually run into one person before who did watch that show with Alistair Campbell, the, the yeah, propagandist yeah. for Tony Blair, and he told me about it. He said, "Oh, it's really interesting." And I sort of looked at him and just asked him, "You do know who he is, right? Mm. Like, you do know what he did for a job. Mm. He's a propagandist. Why you watched it?" And he was just like, "Oh, I didn't know that." I'm like, what? I didn't know. I'm yeah. going to have to stop watching these podcasts because I've never watched any of them either. But they sound really interesting. I think we'll get loads of content out of them. Like, they're actually <laughs> mad people. But the mad people, I mean, all of them, as you can see, are establishment backed as well. The global yeah. player here being from Global, uh, the media conglomerate, and then the rest of them obviously being from other legacy media outlets. BBC. I, I don't have much time, so I'll end off with this point, which is I just checked out the reviews. And um, the top reviews for me, at least the highly rated ones, there was a theme. Look at this one. They really have no idea about anything. I think so many people <laughs> leave this place for young mindsets who do valuable contributions. But of the people who actually gave this Episodes good... Episodes don't report the truth. <laughs> Stop reading the one-star ones. <laughs> but those are true. Uh, but as for the people who actually do enjoy because I, I, again, as I said, I, I don't understand how you could, but of the people who did, there was a theme, and I'm just going to read some. Maybe you'll find the theme. As a British expat who's lived in New York for 20 years and is now living in a different country outside the UK, I value your contributions. And the next one I'm going to read is, as a twice expat, Brit to Australia and then the USA, I love Americas, but having lived in New York City for the last 15 years, I really appreciate this exciting analysis on British politics. I miss Zurich. And the last one being, as an Englishman now living in the United States, I often ask myself what I miss. It's not the beer, the fish and chips, or the daily newspapers. It's uh, the BBC. Okay, thank you, Emily and John, for filling this void. So and just the one stars are great, though. The one stars are gold, don't get me wrong. But I do find it funny that the only people who seem to actually be watching this crap are people who have no possible way of knowing they're lying, I suppose, because they're all living in the United States or outside of Expats, England. Yeah. And mm. therefore just assume like, they've not got the full information, so you mm. could just lie to them about what's going on here. Yeah, they Which can't actually the... watch the GB News segment where <laughs> Nigel Farage is like, no, this is what they said. So all these people who I presume are English living in the United States just believe that Nigel Farage is going around oppressing bankers <laughs> who are the, the, the most <laughs> worse off people in the country. And um, if you donate £5 a week now, you can save a banker from Nigel Farage's mean words. There we are. I just wanted to check in with the normies, what they apparently watch. And um, that's what I mean by normies. There's someone who apparently does the bare minimum in terms of engaging with British politics and watches stuff like this and presumably comes away from it far more confused than any other man. Yeah. But it's just wild the lies, right? Like the actual just blatant make lies. Just make up the news. Why not? Just, <laughs> you, you can understand. You can. I mean, I, again, I don't like the, the term normies at all, but you, you, you have to have, oh, you have, to have some, some sympathy when you have, when you have the BBC broadcasting Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, flanked by two so-called experts every single night. And what they're doing is telling you drivel, which cannot be contested at all. Because if you contest it in any way, shape, or form, then you are part of the problem. Yeah. You are part of the problem. And you know, some of the suggestions were that if you didn't get the jab, for instance, then you shouldn't be allowed I I I access to the NHS. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't, no jab, no job, and all yep. the rest of it. In fact, you should now, probably it, just it, die. Yeah, you, yeah, just just, just do us all a favour and die. Simple. Oh, thank you, government. So I, I, I'm not saying at all that, this, that these normies don't exist. I believe that they do. But I think that given time, most people have a natural curiosity and will eventually find their way to the truth. But that's me being over-optimistic again. I do agree it. with that. Yeah. I, I, I'm Which, that's, just, why, that's why we ended up with Brexit. I'm just going to remain cynical, frankly. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. 
Well, we've got to UFOs, are we? Yeah. You know, the, finally the important topic. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, do you believe in UFOs? Yes, obviously. Um, so obviously. Plenty. Well, no, because it just means unidentified flying objects. Okay, so. okay. Are you asking me, do I believe yeah, in little yeah, okay. green men? Yeah, yeah, English? little green men who fly around in little tic-tac capsules. I don't care. I don't, I don't care whether they do exist or whether they don't exist. It is the last thing on my, on, on my list of interests. Well, I love like, honestly. You'd meet an alien and he'd be like, I've come from another world. And you'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot going uh, on, mate. I'm busy. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do believe that. I don't know whether they still have it, but the, the, but the UN for many, many years had, had an ambassador for outer space. Whose job it was? <laughs> whose job it was? Yeah, no, they did. Whose job it was to to meet and greet? Yeah, to meet and greet any alien life form that happened to sort of you know land of the aliens on our arrived world. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's Nine true. To five. <laughs> job well done. <laughs> do, do, do you know about the Voyager? Actually, no. So on Voyager, there's a gold plate, and on the gold plate, oh yeah, yeah, yeah there's loads of information just in case it meets aliens. So I mean, this yeah. is actually a serious concern. Yeah, but that was really stupid, wasn't it? It's like here's no? our weak spots. What? Look, we're soft, fleshy things that can easily be killed. Here you go, aliens. Have all this information. This is where we live, by the way. Well, you know what's really funny? That you have a man and a woman on but I play way it. too much Warhammer, okay? Like, the last thing I want to do is give aliens information about humanity. What, what we need to do is make sure that Will Smith is healthy. Because he's... He, <laughs> really, isn't he? He's getting older, man. He's well, getting he, older. He, he is. But, yeah, we, oh, we need to replace... We need, we need to find a, the next Will Smith because he Will, knows, how, still he knows how to handle aliens. He does. He you know that great. is a South Park episode. They open yeah. up a portal to another world so they get all the, the actors who have acted in such films and just send them through. That's, that's a great idea. Anyway, yeah, why not? <laughs> so I, d I don't believe in aliens. I believe in Bigfoot. And frankly, the fact that there's no congressional hearing about Bigfoot... Look, we've been through this enough, Callum. Right, there's... Yeah, we have enough. <laughs> <laughs> Part three coming soon, by the way. <laughs> uh, Go and watch these. These are amazing, actually. I can see your I, face. I did, I did so much work on these Bigfoot things. And what does Congress do? Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, aliens, though. Oh, shut up. You know, <laughs> shut up. I don't believe it. But look at all these Bigfoot. I found, I found some amazing footage the other day, actually. Really? You found footage of Bigfoot, have you? Yes. It Finally. Was incredible. Okay. Anyway, right. If you so, don't know, he literally sits me down and tries to prove that Bigfoot is real for like an hour. Well, uh, Big, Bigfoot is not real. Absolutely what? not. No, Bigfoot isn't real. He's not. Why? He's just a, he's just a, he's just a bloke in a gorilla suit wandering but, around Nepal. Ha, he, no, no, That's all it is. What, what is the Fact. scale of the gorilla this one too. suit industry? <laughs> like, there are so many videos. That's because the but gorilla be, suits are easy to get hold of, mate. Honestly, you, 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 get gorilla, you, 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 get, you get you get gorilla suit, you fly off to Nepal and Tibet, wander around, you're a tall bloke, and all the rest of it, working out a little bit. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Bigfoot. So, so, yeah, yeah, so just a bloke in a gorilla Giant suit. bodybuilders are wandering yeah. around Nepal in gorilla yeah. suits. And, yeah, but what's the, the size of the what's gorilla that? suit wearing community? Like, there are just it doesn't so matter. Videos. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. You just need the odd ones to pop up every now and again, and there we've got it. Right, let's, myth, let's, the myth continues. He has got a good point, though. A lot of them have tits in the foes. It's yeah. like, why would you get the one with tits? Oh, so we're talking about we're talking about trans yeti now, are we? No, 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 no women yeti. Women yeti. <laughs> women yeti. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, right. Let's get let's get back. Oh, to let's the, get back to the real news. Let's get to the real news, <laughs> which is a congressional hearing on aliens. Okay. <laughs> so. Actually, it's quite reasonable. Let's watch this first. They've got nothing to gain from this, and I think you're going to find out that they've endured quite a few slings and arrows. We need to remember them in our prayers and their families, and I'm thankful them for their honest testimonies. They have done interviews and appeared in documentaries like Accidental Truth to get their stories out there, to, and, and now they are all here to testify under oath for Congress. 
We've run into roadblocks from members, from the intelligence community, the Pentagon. I proposed legislation to go in the FAA uh, reauthorization that just said if, a, if an airline pilot uh, has a sighting, that when he makes that report to the FAA, that it would come to Congress. But I was told that the intelligence community did not like that, and the bill was, the amendment was not even heard in committee. And that's exactly the point. This is an issue of government transparency. We can't trust a government that does not trust its people. We're not bringing little green men or flying saucers into the hearing. Sorry to disappoint about half y'all. We're just going to get to the facts. We're going to uncover the cover-up. And I hope this is just the beginning of many more hearings and more people coming forward about this. Right. So this is not entirely unreasonable. If you've got lots of people saying, look, we keep seeing these things, and you have the intelligence agencies saying, no, you don't, and you're not allowed to talk about it, there is a genuine concern about government transparency, right? And the, the, the rule of law and democracy and all these sort of things do come into question. And if there's nothing to hide here, then just let these people make themselves look ridiculous. Are these are these sort of UFOs seen mainly above Nevada and no. New Mexico? Are we no. talking about the Tic Tac? Uh, in one particular instance, yeah. Do you know about the Tic Tac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone's on the same page. <laughs> so that's why they're there. And the people giving the testimony uh, seem really credible, actually. These are insanely boring people. Like, if it was Alex Jones, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Not that I did have anything against Alex Jones, but... I did wonder if someone, when he said, we're not talking about little green men, sorry to disappoint half of you, if someone did get up and go, oh, damn it. Well, I would have gone left at that point, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, these are the guys giving the testimony, and I'm just going to let them lay out the credentials so you know exactly how boring these people are. Our first witness is Lieutenant Ryan Graves. He's the Executive Director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. Lieutenant Graves is also a former U.S. Navy <laughs> F-18 pilot with his own unit. UAP experience. The next witness, David Grush, is a former senior intelligence officer with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and was a senior technical advisor for UAP issues. And final, finally, retired Navy Commander, da Commander David Fravor, squadron leader who worked as a naval aviator for 18 years. Mr. Fravor has his own UAP experience known as the TikTok event. Right. So really boring, but well-credentialed people. They've all got degrees or master's degrees in physics or some of the nonsense that's boring. Well, right. they were pilots. I, I just don't, I just yeah, don't I think they academics. No, no, they do. They, they tell you. In, I mean, I'm not clipping the whole damn thing. It's doing I know. I just think that's right. a better uh, qualification than I've got a degree. Well, no, it's, it's compiles, okay. right? They, they are former military officers and intelligence officers. They all have academic qualifications. They've got like 20 or 30 years doing what they're doing. As you can see, they're very boring, serious men. They, 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 no, no doubt they've they've seen something, and no doubt there are unidentified. Well, there are objects which are flying around, which are unidentifiable to the vast majority of people, and they're probably they're probably just futuristic, militaristic, government sponsored. Yeah, but these are the people who things. know whether they are around. Yeah, but they don't know, do they? Yeah, they, they do. Don't know. Know. I don't think no. they do know. I just don't think they do they know. Do, Left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing in government. No, that's not true. Right, that's what? not true. These are the people who would have been involved in things like that. Right? They, they, at one point, one of them just says, "Look, I was involved in like top secret, conventional technological um, experiments. We can't do anything." Yeah, but not all of them. No, I'm not saying all of them. No, but that's presumably how. The other thing, this, of course, is this is talking from a position of our ignorance and assuming that they share this position of ignorance. But they expressly say in this that they don't. They know what's going on generally, and I imagine like. There are you know whisper networks and stuff like that. I'm pretty There's sure no. that I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump 
when during his tenure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he would have had a look at, at these files and that if there had been anything in there, I think he'd have shot his mouth right off. I do, and he didn't. Do you but think they would have shown I, Donald Trump? Well, yeah, I think they probably would, yeah. So Why? We've just invented a because, hypersonic because, jet because fighter. He, because he was the president. Uh, it could destroy ah, all that, of China. That, Quick, show Trump. That's interesting. Because uh, then we get into the discussion about deep state. But anyway... So he, one of them explains one sort of typical encounter, which I'm not going to play because it's like a minute and a half long. Um, but he, basically, uh, in 2004, he was flying along in off the coast of California, uh, encounters a tic-tac thing that is just zipping around and goes up in space, and then they, they fly off, and suddenly it's behind them, and it's typical sort of UFO encounter, right? And they can't explain it. The physics of it definitely doesn't bear out to what we, we can type in Lemino tic-tac. He probably has the best video on it. it it's an amazing video on it, yeah. Uh, and so what are they asking for? Um, I'm going to skip this video just because we're running out of time. But basically, uh, they're just asking for really a safe and centralized way to report these encounters that won't endanger their careers uh, because they're very concerned about it. But I mean, in this one, he does talk about um, the technology, which I think is worth watching. Mr. Gress, finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations, and, and those locations were provided to the Inspector General and some of which to the Intelligence Committees. I actually had the people with the firsthand knowledge um, provide a protective disclosure to the Inspector General. I actually skip on that just because we're running out of time. But uh, they say there's technolo- technology beyond our capacity, and the government, the U.S. government is in possession of them. And they're in possession of the pilots, the organic pilot, who is not human, of whatever crashed craft they've got. Uh, he doesn't call it an alien. Can because, we play this? I feel like this is important to play. I, I couldn't find it. It's two and a half hours. Okay. Long. Okay. It's it, you know, at some point he says that. You know, okay. you'll you'll find the clip going around Twitter, but you know, it's it's in there, right? And so it's like, right, okay. What are we supposed to say to that? Right? This you know, chief intelligence officer, three like, you know, colonels or lieutenants or whatever and former pilots just like, look, everyone knows. I know where they are. You know, I'm not going to say it publicly, but I know they are. They've got. Show, show me them. Show me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. This for me. Well, this no, is I just. Don't. This is. Do you remember in the, in the 1970s? You probably don't. I don't know. know. Yeah. Eric von Daniken and the. I've uh, read Chariots of the Gods. Chariots of the Gods. Ex, yeah, totally. Chariots of the Gods, etc. Yeah. Uh, where, where where they make the point that um, in the book of Ezekiel. Um, actually, what's what what the wheels is describing? Yeah, the wheels within wheels. What they're actually describing is a is a uh, a, a, a spaceship. I I just. Don't see. I don't know why everything seems to happen in America. I don't know why you know some other smaller country hasn't also got um, the bones of uh, a little green man somewhere in its lockup. Uh, why? Why does this only happen in the states? Uh, why would you bother going to like Tibet or something? Well, why would you? Wouldn't know, would you? If you're from outer space, you're not. You're not going to really care. You're just going to land on a landmass. I don't know. I mean, why if, would you go to the states if if you've got like some sort of? You like, want to go to Vegas? Is that the thing? Do you think? Well, I think they might want to go to the place where there's the most political power centralized in the world. I or alternatively, they might like to go where? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're you're thinking in purely human terms here, Carl. And I think this is a big mistake in trying to understand Maybe, the alien know. mind, which, by the way, doesn't <laughs> exist. I don't know anything about the alien mind. <laughs> I just don't understand why they would choose to go reveal themselves to America. Well, the, the, I don't think they're trying to reveal themselves. That's the thing. Um, but the, the there seems to be a lot of talk about nuclear weapons. Uh, the, there have been lots of encounters around nuclear sites. Uh, so I, may, I imagine the Russians have probably got loads of these as well. And so I don't know, you know, maybe it's just because this is the English speaking world. Who knows? 
But um, so they're convinced it's uh, technology beyond our capacity. And uh, this was an interesting one. I think this one or the next one. I can't remember. It's this one. So do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. Personally. Have you heard, have anyone been murdered that you would think that you know of or have heard of, I guess? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. So apparently people have been killed at this. No idea. But I mean, I'm just going to take his word for it because, of course, I've got no evidence or anything like that. Um, <laughs> There's no evidence, so I'll take his word. Well, I'll take his word that that's his testimony. I mean, okay. this is this is you know an oath under under. Yeah, I mean, plenty of people have lied under that. Sure, but what's been wrong? But what what's the intent? Like, I, what would be the point of this? There, there are. But they're ruining of, their careers. Yeah, plenty of people have. I guess. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not excited by the whole like. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not excited saying by that any I'm of excited. it. the Kraken. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying I believe. I'm just like, okay, this is what they're saying, and I'm just going to take it as what they're saying. And okay, you know, just this is just take out what came out of this thing, right? Uh, and so they've there's they they tell us what UFOs look like. Are there common characteristics to the UAPs that have been cited by different pilots? And can you describe what the convergence of descriptions is? Certainly. Uh, we were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. I'm sorry, dark gray or black cubes? Yes, inside yeah. of a clear sphere, where the apex or tips of the cube were touching the inside of that sphere. And that was primarily what was being reported when we were able to gain a visual tally of these objects. And that occurred over almost eight years. And as far as I know, it's still occurring. Yeah. Mentioned in Lemino's video. Yep. Uh, okay. That's, that's I'm not I'm, again. I'm not convinced. Show me the money. Well, I agree. But, but let's let's see. I'm, let's I'm, see a I, picture. I, I'm not saying you have to be convinced. I'm just saying what, what was in this hearing, right? Mm. Um, and so they suggest that this is being funded. This whole thing is being funded by misappropriation of budgets, basically. Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself about ATs, advanced technologies that the U.S. government has? Uh, based on uh, conventional uh, advanced tech, I was briefed to uh, the preponderance of the Defense Department's both space and aerospace department of programs, yeah. Uh, right, so... That was not the one I was expecting, but that's fine. Um, I have no idea where I am on the list now. Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like I've dis discussed publicly uh, previously in 1930s. Right, so the U.S. has known about aliens since the 1930s, apparently. Right, and so yeah, thanks. Um, so we'll skip video 11 just because we're in time. And so video 12 is who is doing this then? Right, so who do they say is behind the scenes doing this? And this is his answer. So who gets to decide this, in your opinion, in the past? Uh, it's a group of career uh, senior executive officials. Okay, are they government officials? 
both or, in and out. Do what? Both in and out of government. And that's about as far as I, I got can go you. there. There we go. It's a little cabal of people who are apparently uh, inside the power structure dictating how this goes. And the final one is why do they think the UFOs are here? Based off of your own experience or the data that you've been privy to, is there any indication that these UAPs could be uh, essentially uh, collecting reconnaissance information, Mr. Graves? Yes. Mr. Grush? Fair assessment. Yeah. Mr. Fravor? Very possible. Probably here scouting us out. But of course, we don't know. And I mean, I, so I followed like UFOs for many, many years because I viewed it as like, Kind of like science fiction. Like, it's just interesting to hear, like, you know, oh, I'm going to listen to like this six hour, like, th but the thing is, the, the UFO community is actually quite big and actually has like conferences all around the world. And you get like, you know, I'm the, you know, a colonel from the US Air Force. I've got a master's degree in this and a PhD in this. And I've been doing this for 50 years. And this is what happened. And it's really, really boring people who come out with these experiences, right? And so if it were really, hyperactive, attention-seeking types, I'd be like, okay, obviously not. Uh, but I'm more inclined to give this credence or at least hear them out because of the kind of people that they are. Well, they the, 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 the trouble with that argument, Carl, is that you know, there, there, are, there are national and international theories con conferences yeah. where, where you'll also find the, the great and the good turning up in their theory. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Serious but, people. Yeah, yeah, serious people with great names, all right. Yeah, who, 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 who believe that they are you know, part human, part furry. Um, so I just tend, right. I, I don't just, think serious people do do that. Well, I think they do. I think it's the same serious people who, who, who believe in little green men. I, yeah. Have you ever spoken to a furry? I haven't spoken to a furry directly. I've spoken to furries uh, through the magic of the internet. Yeah, that, are they serious all. people? Yeah, there are. There are. There are some serious people in the furry community. Apparently, do you concur with that? Um, <clears throat> uh, so we're going back to the subject. So there's, <laughs> there's actually we don't even have to take people's word for it because as mentioned, I mean the Tic Tac incident that is on film. You can go and watch yeah, it. There's That's lots of footage. Of something this. you can actually record to, which is fair to then point out and be like, look, we've. I think Lemono does a very good job. I hate to keep bringing him up, but he just, he just, it's a really good video he's done. Yeah. yeah. Like he goes through all the different circumstances they suspected it to be of camera failures, et cetera, et cetera. And then couldn't put it down to any of that. And they were like, well, okay. So there probably was something there. We just don't know what. All right. What do we yeah. do with that? Because that's scary, especially if you're the United States. It, it is scary. I, I, I agree. And let me get this, let, let me just say this right off the off. I'm not saying there is no such thing as aliens. Not at all. There, there may well be. I don't see any reason why in the vast oh, universe. Only paradox. There, 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 wouldn't, there, there wouldn't be. I just find it suspicious when the only people who spot them are these type of people. Well, what, they're not. What, there are loads, loads and loads and loads and loads of normal people with video cameras who film them and just put them on the internet. But it never goes anywhere because it's just some guy who videos a weird light in the sky. Why does one of these not crash in Barnsley? Uh, well, there's the Rendlesham incident. All oh, right, so one has crashed in Barnsley, has it? Well, I don't know how close to Barnsley Rendlesham Forest is, but this this in the seventies there was a UFO thing near Rendlesham Air Base or something. Um, Again, near an airbase. Yeah, but well, 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 that makes it not valid now, does it? I don't it, know. It's just, know. Oh, they always seem to be around where where. But there are these, these sites where there is where is the where is the great likelihood of there being some other other course, you know. It lands at an airbase, convenient. Well, no, it wasn't at an airbase. It's just in a forest that is near, near an, airbase. an airbase. But like, they, there are loads of loads and loads. So you can just go, you know, UFO crash, whatever, and you can find loads of different ones from all around the world. 
Like there are loads of stories. It's just no one ever talks about them because why would you? You know, you're not some sort of kook, are you? Right. And so it's it's not that, but it's it requires people like this to essentially be like, okay, you know, I'm someone you'd take seriously. If I said that the the Chinese had submarines off the coast of California and they were planning a nuclear launch, you would listen to all of these men. Of course we would. You know, yes. Of course you would. And so when these very same men come over, look, we were flying these jet aircraft and we encountered some weird tic-tac thing that defied the laws of physics and we don't know what it is. We're not going to listen to them. No, but oh, no, no, I, 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 no. I, I believe you know? they did see something. I believe they did something. I don't know what it is. I don't think they know what it is. Absolutely. Well, they didn't no, just no see it. They, about that. They filmed it. That's the thing. Yeah. So if someone says, oh, "I saw something in the night." Okay, cool. I've got nothing really to even talk about. Sure. But we filmed it. We're talking about it on the film. You can run any test you want, and it's not a manufacturing error or an error with the uh, thermals or anything. Like this was a real thing that yeah. spun around us. Yeah. Then we've actually got something to talk about. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. When Grush, there, senior intelligence officers, like I can tell you where the bodies are. Yeah, that's a little less useful. Well, I don't know. Than is a it? video of the Tic Tac. I mean, it'd be useful to get someone to go there and actually get the bodies. Yeah, it would. Like so, you know, the, the U.S. government has these things. We apparently. have those. Well, I'd love them. But the point is, you know, like I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. They might be totally making up a story. Um, but the the, the why would successive governments? Hide it. Why? Well, I can think of lots of reasons, actually. For instance? Well, for instance, the paradigm of humanity is definitely going to change if we are introduced to alien civilizations. Like Things are going to change a lot. Why? It, well, because the aliens will have technology and ideas that are alien to us and will change our perspective on ourselves and the rest of the universe. They're going to do that irrespective of whether or not we, our governments know it. If they've got some... I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't think the aliens are being dictated to by whether or not um, Congress or whoever, uh, the CIA or whatever, um, release this information. I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what... The, I think one thing is you can't really predict the effect of it before the fact, either. Like we've no idea what the effects will be. And so who knows? I mean, we, you know, we don't know what the, I, I doubt, I can't imagine that they are just discovering us for the first time or something like that. Right. You know, and like it could be that we're like some sort of quarantine planet or something. I don't know. It could be anything. You know, that's the problem. Though. It, it, the paradigm will shift so radically that a lot will change very, very quickly. Okay. But you, you, you've got this, you've got this alien, alien life form. Okay. I imagine that it's going to do what it's going to do, irrespective of we want to, you know, whether or not we want them, them to do it to us or not. So sure. I don't see why Congress, repeated Congress or what have you, mm. would keep this stuff buried. I don't know what. Well, the aliens might have some sort of prime directive where they're like, well, we're not, so supposed, like, we, okay. we don't want to interfere with. Signed an NDA. Is that it? Well, we don't need no. to do any of that. Just the technology <laughs> argument's good enough. No, for the, like, for, for, the, for the same reason that we don't go to Amazonian tribes and drop iPhones down there. Right, we don't want to screw them up. That would be funny, though. Sure, but do you think if an Amazonian tribesman found an iPhone, do you think they'd keep it under wraps, or would they tell the rest of the Amazonian tribe? Sure. I think they'd tell the rest of the Amazonian tribe. Sure, but that's because it's a twenty-man tribe, right? Not a three hundred million-person uh, world power. Right? They, and but I, I, I think that if there was like a power structure within this tribe that could do it. They probably like, hang on a second. This might change everything, you know. I mean, for them, and it, and it would change everything. Suddenly, instead of becoming tribal, now they've got to be democratic. Now the chief loses his position. Blah blah blah. So it will it automatically change. So we know this, 
And so we try not to interfere with their civilization because we know we're going to create massive upheavals within this Amazonian tribe. I don't see why it would be different for an alien civilization. Well, I think you're anthropomorphizing alien life there. I just don't. Maybe. I don't, I don't see why, why we would assume that. Maybe, I mean, I, maybe <laughs> they'll just turn up and devour the planet and scare it of life. I don't know. You know, but the, if, 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 if they've got evil intents, I mean, I just don't think that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but what I'm saying is there are a lot of people who in every other aspect of life you would take very, very seriously. And they're saying there's something kind of ridiculous going on. The question is, I, I would have taken Patrick Valance and, and Witty seriously. Um, they've got, I, I would have, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. They've got, they've got impeccable credentials. Why I would thinking, I not believe Who are they them? in the UFO community? They're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm I would just take always more seriously if they were talking about UFO. Well, no, I agree. And, and if these guys were backed by the power structure, then okay. I'd be like, they're obviously trying to protect themselves. But these guys have been persecuted by it. I mean, what, the, the guy in the middle, Grush, he calls it administrative terrorism, where he's essentially been debanked and marginalized, had all of these things happen to him because of his concern in this regard. So if these people hadn't, been attacked repeatedly and there wasn't the guy beginning said look it took us a long time to get to this point because the institutions were trying to stop us from doing this so okay if they weren't trying to then i would be far more on your side on that but since there's resistance from the institutions i can't see these guys as being the mouthpiece of the institutions i tend to think that it's 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 bread and circuses in a spacesuit uh, to keep us discussing this rather than discussing uh, much more serious matters maybe that, that, that's my, that's, I'm that's not ruling out. I'm just saying this is something that happened, and uh, I, d I don't have an opinion, really. I don't know what the case is, so I don't know. Interesting. Should we go to the video comments? Yep. All right. So here's some fun California news for you guys. There was an incident <laughs> the other day on the uh, Bay Bridge, which is between Oakland and San Francisco. There was a naked woman opening fire onto random passersby, and uh, she did surrender to... to to the police, I'm surprised they didn't just start opening fire on her, but I guess it's because she was black that they didn't. So interesting stuff. I don't feel safe here. No kidding. Man, I run her down. I was in the car, like, yeah, absolutely. Like some psychopaths walking around with a gun shooting at people. Like, yeah, just run them down. Just get, just yeah. getting your biggest truck possible and mow them down. That's my. But opinion. like, how? What sequence of events led this fat black American woman to be like, you know, what, I'm going to walk down the, the highway with a gun and start shooting at people? Like, what? What's going on it's in her drugs, head? Isn't it? I mean, it must be. But like, everything in America just seems to be ruined by drugs. Like the the level of mess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, drugs and the you know, massive mental health crisis, um, an over easy access to firearms. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know about it. like it, yeah. I mean, the the whole thing combined is a gross problem, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I just watched that terrifying program, uh, eleven minutes about the uh, the shooter. Um, at the Las Vegas country and Western thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's horrific and it's terrifying how quickly it all happened. The other thing which I was really impressed with was, was the, the motivation of the police officers on the ground to, to get into that room and stop the guy. Oh, the, the um, what's his name? The, can't remember the name. What? The guy's name? The shooter? No, no, well, I don't know. Actually, this is one of the interesting things about the program 11 Minutes. They never mentioned his name. Oh, right. they, they, they talk. They talk about the names of the victims. They talk about the names of the the police, etc. Yeah, but on purpose, they don't mention his name. No, one, one of the things that he did was he, he Googled apparently. Um, how do I become a? How do I become a superstar? How do I yeah. become an internet sensation? So they took the decision, which I did, think is did, right, did, did not they, to mention his name. Did they explain how he got 
so much equipment up to... No, they didn't. Right, that's weird, isn't it? It is very, very weird. Yeah. It is very, very weird. And I'm not discounting, you might be surprised, uh, the, the possibility that there's more to it because it, it went away very, very quickly, it didn't, it? didn't it? Yeah. So I agree in principle about the not mentioning his name and glory. What was the I get name that. of the bloody hotel? It, it was Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay, that was yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, it was Mandalay Bay. I can't remember the guy's name now. But, um, but yeah, the whole thing is deeply sus. And I looked into it at the time and I was just like, right, okay. Well, it, it is odd. I will give you that. It is very, very odd that so little has been spoken about it. I mean, yeah. it may could it be that it was just a lone lunatic with a, access to a, a, a ton of guns? It, it could be. I mean, he was never caught, was he? He committed suicide by the time. They, they, yeah, by, yeah. Well, they did catch him. Well, yeah. they, they, they captured his corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember. It's been years. Okay, so like, do you remember just, the, the police actually leaked the images on 4chan as well? Oh, did they? Yeah. Someone in charge of it took photos of the whole hotel room. And then the whole, put it all the whole thing's totally sus, man. Anyway, go to the next one. Hey, I just watched the Lotus Eaters yeah, episode with Lois McClatchy. Really, really good episode. Thanks for putting it on, guys. In one of the videos I released recently on YouTube and Rumble, Zelda is the perfect woman, I asked the question, where are the stories for girls that espouse good values, motherhood, things like that? Maybe somebody should suggest to Lois and her colleagues that they produce a list of such stories. Bad question. Lois isn't here, so we can't really give that to her. But but... Where, where would you find such stories these days anyway? Well, maybe we're about to find out. I guess. A yeah. riddle for you. What does the Bible, classic comic books, and fairy tales have in common? They are all tales of morality. Made to instruct people how to live, to live a good, fulfilling life. Humans have known this for thousands of years, the powers of stories, and thus the duty of a storyteller to tell these good morals and instruct young children. And that's why Hollywood needs to burn in hell. <laughs> Just as a quick thing, that all stories are tales of morality. Like every single story is a morality tale. And Hollywood knows this and has inverted the good and the bad. And so they are not just uh, not unaware of this, they're deliberately telling stories to undermine traditional morality. On that, we can most definitely agree, Con. Yes. Uh, right. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Uh, we have a minute left. If you want to read oh, okay. Um, a of well, a couple of people say, uh, good to have Harry Miller on again. We have a lot of great guests, but Harry is always a joy. And there are, there, are, there are a few others. The writers shouting for their cut have the same energy as women's sports teams demanding equal pay. You're probably already getting paid far more than the value you're actually producing. Omar is always cutting. <laughs> always cutting. Like he's, and he's spot on. Frankly. All right, I suppose we'll end on that note as well. But if people want to go find you, Harry, I think John has loaded this up for you. So people can uh, go and follow Harry on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, we, are, we are Fair Cop. Go there. I mean, we still do what we do. We're about to take on the, the CPS uh, we're taking on Leicestershire Police Force. We're taking on Lincolnshire Police Force. We're taking on Suffolk Police Force. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff because whilst the police continue in their nuttiness, mm. Fair Cop's going to be there battering their backsides at every opportunity. I promise you. Excellent. Otherwise, um, come back for the Gold Tier Zoom call or just go and check out stuff on the website, I guess. Bye. <laughs>